This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Bob Camp, co-creator of The Renaissance Show, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, we get two major updates from Nintendo Switch and PS5. Sonic Colors Ultimate suffers more problems, Guardians of the Galaxy is ahead of schedule, and we learn more about the cloud version for the Nintendo Switch. Then, in our final stage, I give my five favorite games of 2021 so far. All this and more as ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got some news to talk about today, but with no reviews happening, I decided I wanted to talk about my five favorite games of 2021 so far. Uh, you know, the first half of the year is already here and gone, and, you know, I've played my fair share of games uh, this year, so I wanted to narrow it down right now, and this can change by the time the year is over. You know by the next six months from now when uh these other games come out starting next week when judgment loss comes out and that i will have a review for next week and i will be talking about that because i've been waiting to play uh takayuki uh, yagami once again and see what's happening in their world love the first judgment still to me one of the best yakuza games in the in in, in the entire like i loved it even more than the original Yakuza. Like, and that's, that's no disrespect to the original Yakuza series, but I feel like this was one more leaning to the way I like to play the game. And and uh, Yagami is just awesome. <laughs> I love that character. So yeah, next week I'll be doing a review for that, but you know, in our final stage, we'll be talking about that. We do have quite a bit of news to talk about this week in the world of gaming. Uh, some major news going on in terms of major updates involving uh two of our favorite consoles that will be the nintendo switch and the playstation 5 let's start with the playstation 5 because it's a it's an abundance of uh updates that they just issued out here and uh wow let's talk about that a lot of it is really good a lot of ui you know changes and uh added features and whatnot in here i won't go into detail with it i will talk about one in particular thing most um mostly but let's just run it down uh last week they actually you know did a major overhaul update that allowed a whole bunch of new features and a lot of ux features um and customization options 3d audio for um built-in speakers and soundbars and stuff like that uh it's really they really did a good job in this i like some of the things that they did even the smaller things that they did including like now every game that you see on your playstation 5 will let you know 
which version or which uh, console this game was originally for. Like, if I have Ghost of Tsushima or Lost Judgment, the PS5 version, or, or Final Fantasy, the PS5 version, it'll show the display of PS5. If I have a game from PS Now, it'll say PS2 or PS3 or whatnot, or PS4 games. So it, it differentiates them, you know, out of the blue. It's, it's just, it's one of those small little features. It's not like it does anything big, but it, it's really awesome. The PS5 UX enhancements, that they have uh, can uh, includes control center customizations, uh, enhanced game base, um, game library and home screen updates, which I was just talking about, uh, new gaming and social experience customizations, uh, PlayStation Now resolution um, selector and connections uh, test tools are added on, new uh, accolade type leader uh, features is added on as such, new trophy tracker, uh, as I said, the 3D audio supports for built-in uh, speakers, uh, I guess for smartphone, um, smart TVs uh, as well. And uh, yeah, it does because I noticed there's some bass, <laughs> some more bass when I started doing some customizations and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool. The most interesting announcement from this comes in the form of the M.2 SSD storage expansion that you are allowed to do now. Uh, PS5 players uh, all over the world will now be able to expand their storage ca uh, capacity with an M2, uh, M.2 SSD drive. And uh, it's pretty much allows you to have a lot more storage and high speed uh, storage as well. So it can, for what I understand, it could go all the way up to four terabytes. That's the uh, maximum that you could do now, which is crazy because I just brought a four terabyte external hard drive <laughs> to store all of my old stuff, you know, and some of the new stuff in there. Uh, and that was like when I first got last year, when I first got it, I was like, yeah, there's no way they, they don't give you that much storage in the first place you know, in here. You're going to need definitely more. Well, now you have your opportunity. My only issue to this is this is you know not everybody's gonna want to do this uh it's now they do have a video and thank goodness they do have a video tutorial on playstation blog that um you know walks you through the process which when you look at it it's not really that hard to install the actual uh drive in there i just wish you didn't have to go to that much means to do it you know like really get into you I mean, I, I, for years, they, they would say, like, don't tamper with those consoles because, you know, your your warranty is going to be in effect and all this stuff. Like, that's why external hard drives, I thought, was so much of a better choice that allow you to store these games in here. And these games are huge, like, especially like what Final Fantasy is about 90 gigs, you know, of of, um, of memory from the game, you know, stuff like that, like. An external hard drive should have taken care of that. Like, why won't they allow or external hard drives to be compatible to be downloaded? I would much rather do it that way, but it, it's easier for even people who don't have the ability or confidence to go into their deal and switch out their uh, SSD, you know, deal. Now, like I said, honestly, it's really, really simple to do. But you got to make sure you get the right uh, M2 SSD storage. It has to have a cooling system on both sides. And they, they'll tell you that in the video. So go to PlayStation blog 
you know, go to September system software update, um, you know, and find that on there. You can see the M2, M.2 SSD installation for the PlayStation 5. It's on YouTube as well on their PlayStation deal. So it'll always be there. But, you know, I I don't think everybody's going to be able to do this. And they, I know everybody wants to do this. Who wouldn't want storage in there, you know, more storage in there? That was the idea. So and then on top of that, how much is an M2 SSD card? You know, that is going to be the thing. So give me one sec. I want to go, I'm going to go on one of my favorite companies that I go to, to, um, to have my computer builds and, uh, I'll give them a shout out micro center here in uh, Pennsylvania. I go there. I just recently, the new computer that I got built was from them. Kudos to them because it's been uh, pretty damn good throughout the uh, time that I had it. And it's really made a difference here. So two, oh, should have put the terabyte in here. Uh, M.2 SSD storage or terabyte. Or terabyte computer parts, computer. Let's go with that. Here we go. Ooh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is possible that if you get in a, <laughs> if I'm reading this right, the four terabyte SSD M.2 storage, $449, $450, and it's on sale on Micro Center, uh, saving $150, which formerly was 600 okay ouch so yeah um getting a external hard drive honestly is way cheaper than this it is way way cheaper why they make this an option i don't know i it's an option i don't i don't necessarily say it's a really good option because if you really put down on it how much you're really putting into your playstation 5 it, if you want to go to cheaper route, the best route to go is to get a four terabyte external hard drive. Now, even though it does not uh, allow you to play the games from it, at least PlayStation did allow you to, you know, instead of erasing the actual game, you can just transfer it over to your external hard drive and then bring it back and just switch games over back and forth. Um, it's a lot faster download on your system. It's a better option. It's not the best option. I would say, I would just say like, just make an external hard drive that is compatible. That'll allow us to play these games on there. Like we did with the PlayStation four. I don't know what's the big deal about this. They don't explain it thoroughly, but that's your other option. It's like you go the cheaper route and get a, uh, SATA, an SS, uh, four terabyte SATA drive. Um, or you go or you go about it this way, you know, SATA drives are like at least a hundred dollars. Like a four terabyte is a hundred bucks. I, I know I paid about at least a hundred or 150 for my um, external hard drive that I use for the PlayStation um, five. So just think about that for a sec. Like, do you really want to invest another $500, which in all honesty, that's a whole nother PlayStation five. <laughs> just to get that in i mean think of see this is the part that i hate about 
us as consumers or gamers, we don't think about ourselves as consumers. So you're just thinking you want the best quick thing right there. And some things are worth getting. So don't get me twisted. Like some things I will go out of my way to pay for, but some, I would just say like, even if you can afford it, that doesn't mean you should afford it. That, you know, you, you can be, you can be a person who can afford things, but still use critical thinking to think smartly about your investments. You're investing in a SSD, a M2, uh, M.2 SSD storage expansion. It's going to cost you. It could cost you majorly. They are not cheap. Um, I would not recommend getting this. If that's the price that we see on all of these. Okay. That's just, that's just crazy. That is just crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at more. Um, let me see. The one that the, the one that they want for things are ranging from like 600 to a thousand. Um, this is crazy. And, and even though I didn't even put the four point TV or Eesh. Some of these are going for 900, 1000. Honestly, this is not a good investment. This to me is not a good investment when you could just get a, a external hard drive. It's I, I, I would not recommend this, even if you can afford it. Um, because if you're just, if you're just, if you're buying it, you're only flexing at this point. Like if you do it, that's just a flex buy. That's just a pretentious flex buy at this point, because there are much better ways to do it. Um, you're, you're actually not from a business. If you put your business mindset on, that's not a good investment. You're spending what could be another Xbox or PlayStation five or Xbox series X that you could be paying for. So you're now you have a PlayStation five with the value of a thousand dollars with the value of two. And yet they have SATA drives external sated hard uh external hard drives that are way less than that you know it's it's i don't think this is a good good buy at all <laughs> okay that's just me i mean it i'm just saying I, i'm just saying just like i would even if i had the money i would not pay for that because if i do it would be just to, just to say that i can do it just to say that i um just to say that you know i could and i'm just like like i said i'm just literally flexing out at this point go out of your way and get an external hard drive that is compatible they're way cheaper and you just have to do some transferring over and all the stuff and if you go to places like micro center shout out to them again they will have they will absolutely have cheaper um drives way cheaper than this um because and, and they get cheaper the, the, these hard these external hard drives get cheaper and cheaper every single time and a sata drive does not cost that much so yeah it, it's that's right there i can't i can't even play <laughs> i can't even play around with that um yeah it, go out of your way like there's one i'm looking at an external hard drive from w um wd for like um four terabyte external hard drive 94 dollars 99 cent and all you had to do is just download the games on there, but transfer them over and they will allow you to do that. Um, they, you know, they, that was another up big update that they allowed you to do before last time. Yeah. Go to go, go out of your way. Just get the external hard drive. It's not worth, 
I, that little bit of money is not that bad. Buying a five or thousand dollar SSD, you're just, you're just, you're corny. <laughs> you're corny at that point, man. I'm sorry. So, I mean, that's my deal there. But these updates, nonetheless, these updates from PlayStation 5 are awesome. Uh, with the exception that and then I also need to add that um, even play PS remote play uh, It has its own uh, app enhancements as well. You can now play on mobile networks as well So now you can use your mobile network uh, Your your mobile phones to actually play the game on air too and they changed the uh, the format of that around as well So and it's a better high, uh, high-speed connection there too. So uh, Man, I tell you that it, it's there's Overall, I think it's more good of what they did uh, for the system with the updates than I think bad it is. And even the other one is not bad. I just think you might have to wait a year or two when these um, hard drives, when these uh, these uh, like storage expansions will be a little bit cheaper. And I think they're their price right now is because, you know, we're still under a pandemic. And also that we um there's not enough being made now we talk about those um those gpus you know those those 300 uh those 3600 3700s 3800s 3900s those gpus that everybody's going after to do bitcoin mining and all that stuff um when all i wanted to do was graphic work and and, and you know and graphic design work and all the stuff and i had to go camping for that crap and still didn't get it <laughs> okay um yeah, man, it's just hold off. Just hold the hell off on that. Wait until they go down in price. Wait until the economy, you know, is a little bit up too. And here's the deal. You t they talking about doing that and making you try to get these deals. Hello, today is Friday the 17th. You know what today is? Today is the uh, day you pre-order a iPhone 13. And I know there's going to be a plenty of people doing that. So there's where the flexing is going to be at right there. Um, Unfortunately, that's not going to be something that I will be doing right now because I don't like the idea that the iPhone, I don't like the idea right now that the iPhone um, 13 is pre-order, but it's pre-order to be delivered. Now, if you own a house, which is still doesn't mean a damn thing, or let's put it like this, a secure house, then that's fine. But if you have a place where it's not secure, I would not recommend getting the iPhone 13 right now. If they all the, if the only options that they have is that you have it delivered to your house. If you could get it in store, opt to get it in store. That is the best option ever. And I'm telling you, I'm telling this from experience because I ordered um, a MacBook for my wife and as well as the um, Apple AirPods Pros. And I talked about this ages ago, but that thing, both of those items were FedExed. Thank goodness the air um the apple airbook came um came the macbook came and unfortunately the airpods did not and i was furious because it was said it was delivered um fedex had it as delivered it was never delivered i even made sure that the um i even made sure that we had what was it that we had uh camera the cameras in our building checked out by our building management they said there was nothing within those times that you know no delivery no fedex deliveries were actually made during the time that they said it was delivered we have camera footage of this and i guess they don't they didn't expect people to not do this and not go this route and i'm telling you man it's it's uh I, look 
play at your own risk with that but if you're spending like up to a thousand or more on a iphone 5 and you have this delivered and you don't have a secure area and even if you do sometimes there's people lurking out i got i got ring security in my place and i get alerts all the time about people getting their packages it's it's always people getting their packages uh taken or people um dogs being lost it's it's, it's weird it's a weird dynamic but it's, that's always the case people getting packages taken doors being checked there's a lot of crap going on at least around my areas everything not in in particularly my actual area but in a like five to ten mile radius of everything there's always reports of people trying to um you know of package thefts and stuff like that so just be careful on that note i'm just saying you know for those who are planning to get a pre gets to start to pre-order on your phones please be aware because if especially fedex I, i've heard horror stories and i've been through horror stories from uh myself and other people as well so just think wisely or wait it out until they have more in store that because i'm waiting out on it i'm never going through what i went through with the uh apple airpods again and and, and and kudos and shout out to apple by the way because they sent a whole nother pair to me and um with like no other questions asked especially because i already had confirmation and and proof from my building management that there was nothing there and all that stuff and i covered my grounds but they went out of their way their due diligence and customer service to actually issue me a whole new pair of airpod pros um so i am i'm always i'm always in um grateful for what Apple does in, their, in terms of their customer service. It's really awesome. And speaking of Apple AirPods, that segues into our next major update, and that is from Nintendo Switch. Nintendo finally provides a much anticipated update that gamers have been asking for probably since day one, probably since dating back to 2017 when people started using wireless Air, um, Air, uh, earbuds. Nintendo finally provides an update to their OS that now allows Switch owners to pair their wireless earbuds, dev earbud devices to their consoles. Can I say thank you and what took you guys so freaking long to do that? And here I am trying to find all these different options to use my Apple AirPod Pros. And now they finally decided that, oh, you know, we can actually do this now. Now, if you guys remember, I even did a blog on my on talktimelive.com uh where i reviewed the uh i did an unboxing of the homospot bluetooth adapter which allows you to do this and i'm thinking i know for a fact i know for a fact that they are able to do this that they are able like one update one update will probably allow us to you know use bluetooth capabilities it wasn't going to require us to do um you know, buy a new system or anything. I bet you it was just a new update that they have to implement. And it was like something like, why didn't they do this at the beginning? You know, and it was rather like if they didn't do it, then I know when the OLED comes out that they're going to add this on. And guess what, people? We finally got it. And not only that, it is compatible with all Bluetooth devices. Not, not I'm not just talking about just um, air, uh, earbuds. Hell, I was able to connect to my smart TV as well with it. So it has all those connections to it. Um, I was able to connect it to, uh, my Apple AirPods and the only 
negative that I have is that the, the volume isn't as loud as it can be. I don't know why, but it's just, it's, I can still hear, even in, even if I put it on, um, on noise canceling mode, you can still hear the TV. So I, I think it's a volume, uh, patch up that Nintendo will need to do in order to, um, in order to actually, you know, give it better. Cause once I play it on my iPhone in my iPad, the sound is spectacular on, of course it's Apple products. I get it, but, um, it's spectacular on air. The sound quality is amazing, but on a Nintendo switch, it's like they're really timid on the audio. So maybe another patch and update will require them to enhance the actual volume of their, uh, of their deal. But nonetheless, I'm not taking that away from them. We finally got it. It's pretty good. I love it. And, uh, the even better part. And that was the, that was the issue with the, um, with the Bluetooth adapter that I got was that there was, you know, it connects to the actual, uh, prong that you use to charge your, uh, Nintendo switch that kind of blocks the opportunity to play while listening and while, you know, charging as well. Well, no longer because now you don't need an adapter. It automatically connects to Bluetooth right there. Um, I feel really bad for all these other third party companies. Like the minute that they put this down, all these third party companies are going to be losing a ton of money off of these devices that they created to be the solution to this problem. Uh, that's I, you know, it is what it is, but Nintendo needed to do this a long time ago. Um, the one that I had did work, but I, in, and not only that it's, you can, um, you can pair up to two devices onto the, uh, onto the Nintendo switch. So that's, it's, it's awesome. But these third party companies that make these, um, that make these actual devices. Wow. I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine what's going to happen when they, uh, when they actually, you know, what they're going to do next in terms of this, because there's no way they're going to be able to sell these now. Uh, it, it's just not, it's just really not. I mean, like you guys, uh, if you go on Amazon, there's so many different, uh, companies that make these Bluetooth adapters. I mean, they were reasonably priced too. I mean, they're, they were cool, but there's so many out there and none of them are going to be making money because Nintendo finally actually like Genki is one of the main companies that was that one of the first companies that were making these Bluetooth adapters and that God, I can't even imagine the money that they're going to be losing from doing this because Nintendo just had to do it in one download. Amazing. So, I mean, it is what it is and, but it is for the greater good on that note. So, um, thank you, Nintendo. Finally. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Nintendo anyway, because I got to say this. It is 2021. I've had, I, I'm pretty sure I've had my, um, place my Nintendo switch, the same very, the very same Nintendo switch since 2017. When I went to San Diego comic-con, I had it all the way back then. It was signed by Yoshinori Ono, the former, um, executive producer of street fighter and, you know, Capcom, uh, when he was down there. So I've had it for that long. That system is still playing strong so kudos to nintendo on their durability so if you ever doubt you know you, you ever doubt nintendo's quality and lifespan to that to their products do not because i am still i now and trust me i play the nintendo switch 
hard. <laughs> I play, I'm full primarily on my Nintendo Switch playing these games. So the fact that it's still charging, it's still doing its thing, the lifespan is still there. Like I am gonna eventually upgrade to the OLED and retire that one and just shelf it anyway eventually. But my goodness, I, I am really impressed with the longevity of this because it's 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, five years, five. This to me still makes it the best Nintendo system of all time, <laughs> even more now than ever. So, um, and it's, I just, I just been enjoying it. So like, this is why I'm a Nintendo fan or, or I, you know what? It's funny. Honestly, I, I do so much Nintendo switch on this show, but truth be told, there was a time that I was like more of a bigger advocate of, um, Sony and PlayStation. And I still am. It's just the idea of Nintendo creating a really powerful system uh, that's a handheld in it that you could go in TV mode and table mode is amazing in the power that this thing has. And they're also a company that truly sticks to their guns in terms of handheld gaming, which they always done. And, and then you got Nintendo, you got PlayStation who actually had a power, a powerful handheld console themselves in the PS Vita and even credit to the PSP, but they never support it the way that nintendo does and it always bugged me always bugged me but i you know i still sony to me is still the best um in terms of just more power but nintendo will always have my heart because of what they do with this system and it's very innovative and I, they just do things right you know it just amazes me with that so um that is that with um that situation and unfortunately in terms of quality Let's talk about Sonic Colors Ultimate, people. You know, I reviewed that last week and I uh, thought that was going to be the last of me talking about this game. Well, no, um, I got to add more to the list of things that this game is not doing right. And Sonic Colors Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch suffers another problem that triggers people with, uh, with epileptic, uh, epileptic tendencies, I should say. Uh, this is this is insane. I didn't realize this. I didn't dawn on me before. I don't have epilepsy or anything like that, but I didn't it didn't it didn't seem like this was a very triggering game in terms of the vibrant and saturated colors that it has on there. I did, it didn't really dawn on me, but I do know that there is a really glowing type of, you know, vibe with the game in terms of the um the colors in there. So, I guess it was enough to trigger um some tendencies within people who are uh, who have, uh, experience, have those experiences. Sega Europe went on Twitter to address this issue by saying they are issuing out a patch among a lot of patches <laughs> to troubleshoot this and several other issues plaguing the handheld as well as other platforms. So, you know, this is an unfortunate and people have been telling me, and I've heard and read about how great this game is. Unfortunately, I guess I got to go find the the Nintendo Wii version, or maybe this is something that, you know, down the line, it, when uh, Nintendo Online start adding other games to their library, bigger games to the library, maybe this is the original one, maybe the one I need to play because I did not enjoy it as much as other people. There was just so many issues and I'm still waiting for this the these patches to come in or whatnot. This is, it's just not good. Um, again, this is what happens, I guess, when you have blind squirrel, you know, in charge of this, man. It's like, ugh. 
it is what it is. So moving on to some really cool news here. And this is really cool because I had this conversation and I wondered about this with this game a while back. Nintendo um, Nickelodeon is coming out with a um, Super Smash Brothers melee type of game, a clone, if you will, starring all of their favorite and legendary uh, cartoon characters throughout Nickelodeon's history all to come in together. Nickelodeon, but upon doing this, they never announced the one or two characters that a lot of people are wondering because when you think Nickelodeon, you think these cartoon characters, how the hell can you have this game and not have these two on here? Well, Nickelodeon absolutely confirmed it with a new trailer that says Ren and Stimpy will be added to the roster of the upcoming melee fighter nickelodeon all-stars brawl uh a video came out announcing this and shows ren and stimpy on air it is uh, pretty much it looks like you're playing stimpy and ren is going to be on the back of stimpy but you're going to be able to control them in, in a really interesting way this is cool this is cool for a lot of reasons because one um bob camp who's been on my show a long time ago like over six years ago um you know he's the co-creator of ren and stimpy and he's the co-creator and john k is the other one out for those who do know and don't know there was some controversial issues involving the cre the co-creator john k um who was involved in some really interesting situations uh including dating minors and all this stuff like that um and it turned out that it was is really really like it's like he hit none of this um you could go and google it you could go and google john k or john um what is his actual case name for chris uh falsy i believe policy i believe it said um but he is you know he he has some he he has some issues that warrant nickelodeon to part ways with ren and stimpy but Bob Camp ended up taking over and overseeing the whole entire brand. So he, I believe he is the, um, he is the actual creator of this now. Like he is the, that dude. So, um, and I hear Ren and Stimpy maybe getting a reboot despite John K, uh, actually being a part of it. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy, 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 crazy thing. So, but Bob Camp has been trying to, you know, keep, the franchise alive for quite some time um and it's a shame I would I, I feel for him in a sense that like you 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 got a team of people who are trying to create something special and they created a legendary like you guys don't understand Ren and Stimpy helped make Nickelodeon like Nickelodeon's been out way before Ren and Stimpy but Ren and Stimpy when those guys came out with Ren and Stimpy it changed everything not only just for Nickelodeon but it changed everything in terms of how cartoons are made and in, in the in the chances that you take when you make these certain type of cartoons and it started a trend of all these other uh, cartoons as well but the fact that they're um you know doing it under bob camp you know i think is great because this was a you know he, bob camp is a good is a really good dude and i felt bad that he had to go through all of this and, um and all of that controversy with that so uh, it's not like the good thing is it's like you got Bob Camp who's overseeing who's taking it over uh, and taking over the rights and everything. 
and then you also have you know it's not like the rona and rona kenshin you know controversy where it's like it's the one guy who runs it and owns it and he did virtually the same thing john k did but didn't get um he, he got like a really a, a small fine for he what he did and i uh, it's weird but nonetheless ren and stimpy will be on nickelodeon all-star brawl and you know i think it's a good thing i think it's a really good thing they are a legend that cartoon deserves to be on there um thank goodness that bob camp is still overseeing is you know overseeing everything and it i i really i am really happy about it thank goodness so uh, i actually after watching i've watched that trailer multiple trailers of this i may be getting in on this just for the sake of and uh just awesome so kudos to that let's go to the world of marvel turns out good news for those who are waiting like myself for the new guardians of the galaxy game marvel guardians of the galaxy square uh square enix and Eidos. montreal i believe is on as behind this but the video game is ahead of schedule according to their official twitter account the account confirmed by the guardians of the galaxy game has gone gold and will be released on October 26th as scheduled. Their official website also confirms that the Nintendo Switch Cloud version will be released on October 26th as well. Now, I was excited when I found out that Nintendo Switch was getting this game because you looked at this game and this game obviously looks like it's PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X bound and ready. And then they said it was coming out for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, okay, so they're doing a downsized version of this. What's going on here? Okay, I'm down for this. I may actually go get the Nintendo Switch version. And then the announcement that there's a quote unquote cloud version that will be released. And I'm like, what the hell is the cloud version? I don't, it, 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 it took me, it, it took me back a bit to see and understand. And they didn't tell us exactly what the cloud version was for quite some time. Well, we do now know what the cloud version will consist of and let's just say i'm not really thrilled by this at all and it may just i might wind i may wind up just getting the uh just the playstation 5 version period so according to their website now pending all right i will get the ps5 version only if the place if the nintendo switch version is cheaper and here's why According to their website, the cloud version will require a persistent high-speed internet connection and a Nintendo Switch account. That just told me right there and then that this version of Guardians of the Galaxy for the Nintendo Switch will be online reliant. You, if you've listened to this show many a times, I have said how much I hate playing games that are online reliant. And then you have a game like this, which on the play PS5 and Xbox Series X and may even the PS4 and the Xbox One are will be digital and physical. But here on the Switch version, it will be online reliant. No, I'm not down with that at all. I'm not down with that at all. I am not. There's no way I'm going to spend that much money so I can't play it off the road. So I can't play it in, in, in places where I don't have Wi-Fi. 
No. No. I'm that what why is this a good idea? Okay. Rather make it for the system or don't. But this clout crap, this is this is a a cash grab to me. This is a cash grab method to me. I don't like that at all. I don't like that that strategy. It doesn't make sense. Like, so if you got a PlayStation 5, you're cool. If you got a if you got a Nintendo Switch, nah. I am I am so not down with this. Um <laughs> this is it just it just bothered me just thinking about it now. The cloud version is compatible with the TV mode, tabletop mode, and handheld mode. There will be no physical version for the Switch, and obviously because of the fact that it's going to be online reliant only. You will be able to retrieve the content from the deluxe edition, uh, pending on if it, whether you uh, purchase the game from another platform. Your login account will be carried over. So er ergo the cloud version. I don't know how much they're charging for this, but there's no way in hell I will be getting this on the Nintendo Switch. This is disappointing to say the least. And in fact, let's go find this game. Video game. And because it is on Nintendo, it is on Nintendo. Uh, it is on a Nintendo um, website right now. And I, last I checked, I didn't see uh, the price of that. Physical. See, look, the look, this is crazy. They do have a physical and digital version for the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS and Xbox One. This cloud version can stick it. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Um, go to Nintendo. Nintendo.com and see. Guardians of the Galaxy. There we go. Cloud version. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no price for it uh, displayed yet. But they do want you to add it to the wish list, which I actually do. I will add it to the wish list. And uh, yeah, we'll see how much this price is. Yeah, we'll see. I got a feeling it's going to be they're going to try to make it if they, they have to make it like $29.99 at best for this. I'm sorry. It cannot be $49 or $59.99. It cannot. Th that's just ridiculous. They I it this is ridiculous. You're not allowed. You're not afforded the opportunity to play the game offline or have the same capabilities as all the other games in there. So no, I don't dig that at all. That's not fair to PS um, to Nintendo Switch gamers. At all, like if I want to take this, like I'm like when I go to New York Comic Con, and I want to play this over there, and God forbid, not all hotels, and I've never been to the hotel or any of that stuff. God forbid, any of the hotels out there may not have strong Wi-Fi, you know, capabilities, and I may want to play when I'm not doing whatever it is I'm doing at at uh, NYCC. I'm going to need to, or if I'm even if I'm away at somebody's house or whatever, like, dude, no. That, that that's I can't I need to know I I, I can't wait I'll, I'll we'll come back to this in the coming weeks when this game gets closer to you know uh coming to the systems and see the prices of this because I'm very interested in this as well but 
I, I am very much not happy. You, I, the review that I give for this game will be exclusively for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> I'm just telling you that now. Uh, unless, like I said, they give you a reasonable price for the cloud version. No way in hell I'm going to be doing it. So. Last bit, last thing I want to talk about is Game Informer's top 10 Marvel games of all time. That, they didn't say favorite Marvel favorite uh, games of all time like I did with the with my you know top five because I know it's going to be my favorite is which means I'm going to be the one to enjoy this in accordance to everybody else somebody else may have their own top five so this is my favorite top five but they put in the top ten Marvel games of all time this is highly subject, uh, subjective after I'm going to read this off because I feel there are games that are left out immediately so number 10 and even still let me real quick because I, I i gotta marvel video games list or just put marvel video games because on their list list of marvel video games video games put it right here super lino come what the hell google help me out so like Back then, you know, there, there are plenty of games that they uh, that they've come out with over the years, and the ones that Game Informer pick, I'm sure, like there's no way a mobile game should be on here. Okay, so number ten is X Men Two Clone Wars, which was from the Sega Genesis, and honestly, I've always liked the first one better. So I mean, that's a opinionated alone right there. Um, Number nine is Marvel Strike Force. It is no way in hell this should be on here. Like, no, no mobile game to me. I don't care how good it is or whatever. Like, there's, I can name better games that should have taken that spot. Okay. A whole lot of, a uh, lot more games that came out. Like, anything that Capcom made should be on this list. Okay. Anything that Activision made which they do have something on the internet respectfully so they i mean not all of the picks to me are um are bad at, at all but like it's just highly subjective um x-men origins wolverine was a really good game and you know actually way better than movie <laughs> believe it or not x-men uh the arcade game by acclaim definitely needs to be on here um i am going to say maybe on lego marvel superheroes i think that was the best marvel game that they came out with uh marvel lego game that they came out with because avengers was terrible uh lego Mar uh, lego marvel superheroes 2 was not good as well it just didn't do it um spider-man 2 was absolutely great uh it was one of the best spider-man games at the time that was made until until insomniac came and just blew everything away um I keep hearing about the Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. I've never played this game before. I wish I could find myself to play this game because I've heard everybody who's played this game to say this was the best Hulk game ever made. Okay. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I absolutely love and respect. I disagree with this being number three or on the list because I'm, look, there's no way you're going to tell me. And, and this is, of course, my opinion my subjective opinion i can't see i can see one being respectful you know honorably mentioned but 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, in terms of character design, controls, graphics, um, expansion, all that stuff. They did so much in that game. It is that game is unbelievably awesome. Like I also and, and, and I love it because the article says Ultimate Alliance 3 has a lot to live up to. Well, guess what? In my opinion, it did. And I remember playing those games before Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 came out and, re and was released. And I still own and even more. Furthermore, out of the three, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 it, to me is better than one. <laughs> OK, um, I mean, like if you look back at Ultimate Alliance, Ultimate Alliance is is it's great, but it is aged terribly and is it is very outdated i there's some really cool things that they did in there that i wish was on three but it didn't take away from what three did and even two two to me was great because they covered the civil war and it was a really great story and the graphics was a lot better and you were able to do a lot more um more things and then three i think it just did tremendous here's another one number two was ultimate uh you know ultimate marvel versus capcom three i do love that game I absolutely love that game. Um, I'm still debating whether two was better. I mean, it looked better in terms of graphics, of course, and, and gameplay was just as uh, it was beautifully fluid and, and very similar to, to the uh, original. I just don't think it was. I don't know. I think it was equally. It's like you could have even tied that up with two. Um, but here's the thing. I believe two had way more characters in there, like a ton of characters in that one, as opposed to that. Like we all are going to agree. Like I like now guilty pleasure. I liked Marvel versus Capcom infinite, but yeah, it had its issues. Um, it wasn't, it didn't have the same flair as ultimate Marvel three, but what he did have was a fleshed out story, which I kind of enjoyed, uh, despite the fact um, the graphics may not have been up to par to what people wanted, but it was okay. Um, it, but it didn't, not better than Ultimate uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or 2, for that matter. 2 just had the bigger, 2 had a much bigger roster. And the reason why I'm disappointed with 3 is because 3 should have done what, what, Ulti, what Infinite was doing. And it was very hollow of a game at the time when you had Netherrealm and all these other companies doing some fleshed out story modes and all the stuff. And then Capcom comes out with this. And then it just, it was just like, okay, this is just the same archaic type of experience that you've already had. Meanwhile, you had that. And then they did come out with infinite. And then for some reason it would, there was a lot of things that was lacking in that game. Um, controls wasn't one of them. There was, uh, graphics was, it was, there was some things that were suffering from it. I remember, when it when they came out with the deluxe edition and he had the statues for that game and the infinity gems and it looks awesome they advertised it i don't know who photoshopped the advertise the ad for it but the ad looked very photoshopped meanwhile the actual game i mean the actual figures and all this i mean the figures look cool on the advertisement but when you got it because i know one of our acmg former acmg members had this he got it the figures looked awful the infinity stones look like Easter eggs. Those plastic Easter eggs that you get like from the vendor. It was so badly done. Um, it was awful. And they paid a lot of money for that. So yeah, that's that situation. And number one, I can't 
disagree with this. Number one is Insomniac Spider-Man, the original. So I definitely agree with that. There is no way in hell this Spider-Man still alone is it, it rivals Miles Morales, which I believe Miles Morales to me should have been number two. X-Men versus Street Fighter should have taken over for either Marvel superheroes, Lego, or Strike Force. X-Men versus Street Fighter was awesome. Or even Marvel ver Marvel superheroes. You know, all of those games were way better games than that, man. Are you kidding me? Like Marvel Strike Force, please. Now I know we're getting um we're getting a new Spider-Man game as announced last uh, week. We're getting a new Wolverine game. So I guarantee this list is going to change majorly. There is no way that Strike Force will be staying here because rather Wolverine or Spider-Man 2 or and, and, and screw this. The fact that Miles Morales wasn't in this game. Miles Morales was awesome in so many ways. As much as I like X-Men 2 Clone Wars, no way in hell you're going to tell me that that game was better than Miles Morales. No way in hell you're gonna tell me Marvel Strike Force was better than, than Miles Morales. Okay. I this 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 list is subjective. I would I I would refuse and then we still got Midnight Suns that is scheduled to come out as well. So I mean like this list is bound to change. I'm sorry Ben Reeves but you I don't think you've played enough Marvel games I really doubt that you played enough Marvel games to really see whether this was a liable uh, list or not. So now we're going to end this segment off of this list. And when we come back, we'll talk about my favorite top five games of 2021 so far. And it's just my favorite. I will say that again. It is not of all time. It is not of the year. It is just my favorite so far. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! gentlemen welcome to the final stage of this program and i am here to talk about my top five favorite games of 2021 so far that can change in the next six months but since we started the year 2021 i have reviewed over i believe 21 games probably more than that definitely played more than that some games that i've played that i never even wanted to talk about a review um or i felt that was worth reviewing but I have reviewed possibly up to 21 games that I counted so far. And within that, there were five absolute best experiences game-wise, some of them of which you've already heard about in the uh, previous weeks. But we're going to narrow it down to five right now and uh, give a little 
you know mention of that so far this is a good break before i start reviewing more games before the 22nd one will be next week with um with the uh judgment lost and i don't know i it probably i'll be taking a break then because it's uh we're getting close to new york comic con and a whole bunch of things going on and craziness is happening so let's talk about what we're going to do here so i want to go from five to one here of course five i just reviewed this uh, a couple weeks ago really enjoyed this game on the nintendo switch only on the nintendo switch and this was the much anticipated game that has been delayed um at least once or twice i believe and guess what i'm glad it was because this is one of those examples of don't rush quality don't rush greatness once you get it you will not be disappointed much like we did with like final fantasy 7 and and uh all these other games that went on delay but when it finally came final fantasy 15 i want to say that too when it finally came it was all worth the wait and i will give credit to goichi soda aka soda 51 who came out with no more heroes 3. this game was worth the wait um look and the great part about the wait was that in, within that wait we got a chance to revisit or for me play for the first time no more heroes one and two so we get a taste of what we're looking forward to and i'm glad that they made the decision to bring those games out so because i kept saying at the time that i never got a chance to play two or three my first interaction to travis touchdown was their expansion well not their expansion but their like little the the travis uh strikes back game and that was my first taste and it wasn't a real taste of what no more heroes was about but no more heroes one and two came out and i i totally understood why people were digging this game and why the cult fandom was happening for this game and i was chomping at the bits to play three especially after seeing clips after clips after clips of it and the improvements that was coming along the way when we finally got it the game was balls to the wall fun insane and it was a game made just so you can enjoy it, it you know you can challenge yourself as well but soda 51 gave you a choice unlike some other games that will just try it it just it's nothing but the challenge and you just don't get a chance to enjoy the story aspect or the experience or the universe because it's too challenging okay um and this one here he just totally made it for you to just totally enjoy the story this is his last go around i believe this is maybe the last no more heroes game that we'll ever see uh, doesn't mean that it may be over, maybe over for Travis touchdown, but he now it's, we can spoil this. Now he has a generation. Now he has kids who they had kids. Okay. So this might be a turn for just him, you know, the, the whole thing going, who knows, but no more heroes three, uh, which is great. Um, just great insanity and just all around, uh, con control schemes and battle system was as fluid as ever uh even more fluid than the other games uh a lot of easter egg references and adult swim like comedy improved graphics great cutscenes. um the easter eggs were just hilarious i mean just talking about certain like terraformers or you know gundam or the mcu making reference to that the premise of the damn game being kind of leaned on in a et type of deal that turns really chaotic so i love that whole thing it's just very well done he did he put his elbows ankles heart soul into this game 
and you saw you felt it when you played it i really enjoyed it uh what i may still call possibly the game of 2021 maybe so far maybe because you know ghost of Tsushima director's cut came out and my god but scarlet nexus was also a great one of bandai namco's best in quite some time um another great story here with another great use of the dual sense controllers love the psychokinetic and telekinetic um powers that you get in the, in the story that goes along with it uh had the feeling of an action game that was also mixed in with uh god eater it had with a god eater vibe to it as well i enjoyed this immensely the it's funny that the character design and the game was much better than the actual anime but speaking of the anime i also like the fact that they intertwine the anime with the video game so you can unlock some other things in there kind of reminded me of um enter the matrix when that was out uh enter the matrix a lot of people don't remember that when it played i believe playstation one or two had that game and it actually intertwined with the actual movie um the matrix revolution um was it revolution no it wasn't revolution revolution was the sec um was the third one the second movie it was uh, entitled with because it had jada pickett uh, and the other guy named ghost in there and it was a game based on those two characters and you were able to look at the story through their side of things but you also get actual scenes from that was connected from the movie that was connected to the movie there it was awesome it was really well done in that aspect but the game that game wasn't as great but Scarlet Nexus did a really great job doing this on both aspects. And the anime is awesome too. And by the way, if you have a Funimation app, it is the series is available on Funimation and they got the English dub cast finally on there as well. So kudos to them on that. Number three, you know, really? Cause I got three honorable mentions and it was on honorable mention, but I had to switch one out for this because we don't have too many fighting games this year so as a fighting game fan i would be remiss if i didn't put this in the top five and deservingly so arc system works deserves to be in the top five this year with guilty gear strive um back with the english dub cast back with even better animated uh cutscenes and and um just character design and everything they just it's just so beautifully done this was the final uh chapter in the guilty gear you know saga and they went out with a bang here uh i love all the characters love everything about it love the uh the storyline and everything that went with it uh it was incredible it was incredible everything that you loved about guilty gear in terms of control schemes and all that stuff i still wish that within the story mode that we would be able to uh that we would have been able to actually uh play the game as you're going along with the game but you know this is how guilty gear roll it differentiate uh differentiates themselves from other games but the full-on story mode this time around was very movie uh experience uh very hollywood produced and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and actually it also explained it clarified a lot of the story that has been going on for a long time within guilty gear that may have been confused a lot of people and they did a great job clarifying that and adding so much content to allow you to understand what's going on in the universe and the people within it so i would you know i would be totally wrong as a as a full primary you know fighting game fan not to put this in at least the top five so it goes on number three for me for there number two 
another game that was a long time coming and when i found out that this game was coming out i was so 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 hyped for this and it came out and it did not disappoint either square enix neo the world ends with you is my number two they went above and beyond everything this was like one of the most innovative rpg games i've ever played in anything like it was so like no other rpg game has done what they did with this game because the first game had like a touch screen type of feature it was for the 3ds so you had the stylus and everything so you were able to you had to you know your control scheme was way different it was so innovative something that nintendo you're more accustomed to seeing in nintendo and then like i said before when i reviewed this it actually plays very well to the ios when they have it out there because you need a stylus and everything to play it there so the world ends with you plays extremely well in that game i don't like it on a nintendo switch to be honest um but neo the world ends with you which is the sequel it filled a lot of the gaps that the first one on the switch did not do and it, it first of all that it had a button control scheme it allowed you to move around with the analog stick the whole control scheme was built for the switch and in 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 the playstation 5 as well uh which i believe is on air too um i enjoyed this immensely the new innovative combat system that allows you to do team you know uh combat using just the button control scheme just fantastic improved 3d graphics now you, the whole entire city that you're used to in japan um is all you know is in 3d kudos to the fact that they added tower records in there as well which i at the time i did not know that tower records even still exist and it exists in japan as we speak um as a former tower records employee that kind of really that, that that you know put some nostalgia back to me there as well um the anime cutscenes that they added to it, and they just like it's just so much the story and everything i enjoyed this immensely and then even after that there's even another story that you get to play as well in this game so i i great job absolutely great job may not be like the most powerful looking game or most powerful game in, in, in that sense but this game did so much greatness and also bringing back the original crew from the original game all and also that they are all grown up now so neku and and all those guys and and uh it's just really cool to see them and like an older young adult version of them coming back into the the uh, games and everything it's just so awesome and i throughout the game when i was playing it i really got excited i really marked out and got hyped you know seeing some of the characters and seeing some of the um story development go by they did a great job with this so number two deservingly goes to them but i mentioned kind of mentioned what number one is in this case uh a little bit before and yeah because this game came out with a director's cut this year i am adding this on and i never got a chance to play it because i opted out to play it and i now regret doing that after playing the director's cut that is ghost of shishima for the uh playstation 5. i haven't had this much of an experience with a game like this this goes up with breath of the wild in a sense and this also goes up um with uh the witcher 3 wild hunt in terms of games that just sucked you right into their world this game did it for me. I didn't think I was nearly going to enjoy it. The story of Jin Sakai was awesome. And the story of him actually becoming a ninja. They don't say it in the game, but I, and I mentioned this before in, in the review, 
And then lo and behold, I finally got a chance to watch the um, behind the scenes. You know, uh, it was more like a sort of kind of a a video special documentary. If you get the director's cut, you get this video uh, presentation where the uh, the head of um, Sucker Punch talks with a professor of uh, feudal Japan history. And um, I, I forgot the other guy, but they talk about how Sucker Punch, an American company, and you know this is something I'm. Uh, this is something I may make rather a blog about, or I may just talk about this as a topic on. Um, it may be a blog. I might. I got to decide. But this is a subject I think we need to have a conversation for. This is a conversation we. I believe we need to have here, in terms of cultural appropriation versus cultural respection or, or respect. Uh, or I believe the term is respection. And I'm saying this because it's like whenever a foreign, a foreigner or whatever wants to do something in celebration of another culture in this day and age, it gets frowned upon and people feel that it, it it's bad taste. I, I would safely say that it depends on how it's presented, how it's treated, how it's respected. Because back then, like I'll give an example Janet Jackson did a video for her song, If, which was based in Tokyo, Japan and some Neo Japan type of environment. I don't, I, I would, I would so love to see how it was, it would be looked at today because back then that video, that song was absolutely awesome. And it still is to me today. I think today because of our generation who jump at wants to jump at every single little thing and every little detail that goes on and jump at it without even analyzing it without even using critical thinking and just want to quickly blame everybody and, and do it i think if, it, if it's done respectfully and celebrated with the utmost respect it could be done Sucker Punch is an American company that created a video game based on feudal Japan of a certain period in time that was never covered before by any form of media or any form of art in, in, in Hollywood. As the professor said in that video, you know, he's he's from Japan and he said that there was not even a movie that covered this era of, of um, feudal Japan. And Sucker Punch went and did it and he felt it was very accurate to some extent and you know even though they took some liberties with some things he felt that the atmosphere and the and everything that they put into it into the fictional story was very well done i think that we can make things if it's respectfully done it is respectfully done i do you know we have to balance the situation whereas we want to have cultural appropriation and cultural representation and once we get that balance i think there's going to be a, a a open door for people to be able to explore other cultures and everything but i think the idea right now is that we're trying to create a balance of opportunity and representation but in doing so we're damning everything to a little bit too much there may be some extremities to what we're doing in terms of this and we need to balance that out I do believe that we absolutely can make this happen. I do believe we can make this happen, but we just have to make sure that there's a balance of opportunity. There's a balance of respect going on with it. And, and Ghost of Tsushima 
in fact it did it, it they allowed me to experience a little bit of what feudal japan looks like which from a visual standpoint is beautiful but within that beauty i mean i should say that i should change that within all of the the tragedy and, and horrific events that went on here there's a thing of beauty that you have to and you it, it really reminds you to enjoy the beauty within even in, even in the dark situations that goes on and, and 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 don't take it for granted why you have the chance to because you never know how your life is going to go is a mongol going to come and kill you is your village going to be burnt down are you going to have to try to survive on every day thinking that like your life is on the line but within that there's beautiful sceneries and beautiful things and they you know a haiku will help them get by and i'm thinking like looking at everything that has happened in that game and looking at what we're going through now and i'm like jeez like can we really just take a look at what we have right now and value what we have and start working together to do what we need to do you know i don't want to be so far back and we come we could we go back to archaic times and go back to feudal japan times and all this stuff because we can't you know come to terms with each other and stuff like that but ghost of shishima is awesome in that sense and i love the fact they actually did say that jen sakai was becoming a ninja because uh, the things that he was doing that the code you know he he was kind of leaving the bushido code and trying to redevelop in and redevelop a new code that was still honorable but you have to go a little bit extra in order to do this and you know this is kind of the batman code in some cases which batman which much people don't understand batman is a ninja he has learned in the ways of ninjutsu whether albeit from whatever the storyline with raja ghoul or raja ghoul i should say or you know if you go to other storylines that has him being trained in the art of ninjutsu like everything he does is ninjutsu like batman is an a ninja just plain and simple um and yeah man it's uh it was really a great story from there and then also i mentioned that scarlet nexus was the best use of dual sense controllers that i've ever played nope not until i played with um ghost of shishima so you know that it, it i thought that they did more than what scarlet nexus did in terms of you know some of the sensitive touches of the flutes being played and the you know the, the the horse god let's not even talk about those faithful horses shout out to horses all over jesus um and and just you know the horses walking on, on certain you know ground platforms and everything it just that was a great help in helping you really get drawn into the universe as well so ghost of shishima director's cut definitely gets my number one so far and honestly that is my list so far now we got a whole nother six months to go let's see where this go and takes us from there some of these might get knocked off because of the other games that are coming in so we'll see but by the time 2001 ends and we get to december we'll find out what happens from there ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys as always for being a part of this in this ever-growing uh you know uh show the show that is getting more downloads by the week or the day or whatever like that and i thank you all for investing your time of the day your hour or so to listen to me talk about some of our favorite fandoms as i mentioned two or three times before next week i will be reviewing judgment lost the much anticipated sequel 
to the spinoff of Yakuza. We're going to see what Takeyuki uh, Yagami is going to be going through with his crew. I can't wait. I am so excited for that. This Sunday on Talk Time Live Prime, I will be watching and reviewing Batman Along Halloween Part 2. So we'll get to see the conclusion of that as well. As well as, of course, what if this episode this week featuring Killmonger? Oh, my goodness. Might be my favorite of the bunch. And we'll go into detail of that. <laughs> Tell you what, man. That's just that Marvel. What if is just I don't want to say it's the best show, but I say that to every show. I say about that to every show that they brought out. This is the best show ever. But like this is just they are unstoppable. Let's just put it like that. So we'll talk about that and much, much more on there. Of course, if you want to listen to this episode or find more episodes, you could go to talktimelive.com. Uh, as I mentioned before, it has all of our episodes there. All the updated episodes will be on there. You can find them all. You can easily find specific episodes on our search engine or a list of our Talk Time Live exclusive with some of the best in all things anime, comics, movies, games there. You can also check out our media page as well, which has a lot of our a lot of the recent uh, Repop Metaverse um panels that I've did this year with some of our favorite anime actors uh in talent there and speaking of repop I should say real quickly that of course I will be at New York Comic Con whether I'm going there as a guest or I am also going there possibly hosting some panels that's still under discussion but I will definitely be at New York Comic Con that is already set in stone uh so I'm going all out October is just going to be an amazing amazing month uh, for me in for talk time live, I will be coming back to talk about my experiences with New York Comic Con because it's the first time I'm ever going to be going there. I went to New York, uh, San Diego twice. I've heard so many great things about New York Comic Con. Now, even granted, this is the COVID era of New York Comic Con. I'm sure they're going to go all out to, you know, do their best in this terms here and make it as good as Repop can only do. So, I am hyped and ready for this. This is awesome to only not only just go there for the first time ever, but to go as a guest of Repops. It's an honor. Thank them all for everything that they've done in terms of people and people that I've ever had the chance to work with or, you know, do things with. I'm sorry, there's no better company for me to say than Repop. They go above and beyond for me and done some great, awesome things. Um, in, in, in my life to make me feel like I'm valued in, in well, and I can't thank them enough for that. So you could go in, um, to my website, go to the media page and you could check out all of the repop metaverse panels that I worked on there. You go check out the blogs as well and, uh, check out what I have there more to come from there. And of course, if you are listening through one of your favorite podcast platforms or are looking to check out this show on your favorite podcast platforms. You could go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and Tumblr. Shout out to all my people there. So thank you, everybody. I really enjoy this. Enjoy every week with you guys. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, and that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys Sunday.
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.